0: I was really blessed to be on this trip. Uh, last year we only had a few like camera phones, but this year like half of our group had you know digital SLRs, um, and so a lot of that footage came from different people in our group. I do want to thank Tank for putting it all together. Uh, There's like <laughs> six thousand photos to go through, um, but yeah, it, this was this was definitely one of the best missions trips I've ever been on in my life. I, I hope that I. Get a few minutes to tell you guys about it, but i do I do know that a lot of teens and, and some leaders want to give testimonies to you guys this morning, so if you're part of that group that is supposed to give testimony in the second service, come on and and just get over here. Um, God is so good. He brought us all back. <laughs> there were some moments when I wasn't sure. Everyone was going to come back, and if there was anybody that may not have come back, it would have been this first guy. Please welcome Marshall (laughs) Burkett.
1: How you guys doing? All right. Through God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Um this is the second time I was in Mexico and it has been the greatest experience of my my life so far. Um, Colossians tells us to live a life worthy of the Lord and to bear fruit in Christian works and we did a ton of that down there. And the leadership that was planned out by Isaac and all the leaders was very helpful. And we did a lot of Christian deeds and work. And it says, it says in the Bible, without, without deeds, faith is nothing, I think. And we, we showed a lot of faith and we accomplished a lot of deeds. And we did it and we never, we never had a foul look on our face. We all just with a smile. And we always had the Lord in the back of our mind. The Bible says, I am strong, but my strength comes from the Lord. And I say that in everything I do because I'm strong but my strength comes from the Lord. <laughs> Mexico has changed my life both years and it's just encouraged me to live a life with the Christ with Christ in the center of it. If you have Christ in the center of your life, the light will shine out from the inside out. And if you if you make good good wholehearted decisions and show love in everything you do, you'll be a better person. Um, The leadership of Pastor Bruce back there and the word... There was a lot of people that helped me on this trip and I want to single them out just just right now. Um, Isaac picked me to be in a small group for reasons I will not disclose. But he helped me more than anybody on this trip. And I just want to say thank you. And Miss Stephanie, his is Isaac's wife, probably rubbing awesome leadership abilities on her. <laughs> she she sat me down with Andrew, and Andrew became one of my one of my good friends on this trip. We we grew close and bonded together on this trip, and. That was great. And Miss Stephanie sat me down and talked some sense into me. <laughs> and she, she made me see who I could be in in this faith that we we are all here for. And she encouraged me to show love, which is the number one thing that God asks us to do. And... I broke through with my brother, which I've been having some trials with. And it was good. And. I would stay up at night thinking about the stuff that I had learned through the day and all the things that. We had done and all the love that we'd showed and the children that we played with and the soccer that we played. And. These guys never went to sleep, Sam and Isaac. And I would, I'm would. i not that much of an emotional guy, but I'd pour, I'd pour some stuff out to them. And they were, they were there. And it was, it was an amazing experience having the love and the unity of the group. And I, that's what I think made the trip successful. Because if we didn't have a unified team, nothing would have been accomplished. None of the, none of the tasks would have been, or they would have been done, but they would have been done the wrong way. And the bus ride down there, and every, everything we did, we were a team, and everybody loved each other. Everybody made the trip what it was, and it was a success. And I wrote down, We were all prisoners of sin and servants to the Lord, and servants means to serve, and we all served to the fullest. And I met some kids down there that I had already, already met one, and his name was Jose and he he's the greatest soccer player I've ever seen in my entire life. and he taught me a lot about myself even though he did not speak the English language that well he we We broke through a few times, but me and him bonded together more than anything've ever more than anyone I've ever bonded with, maybe but the last day that we were there was extremely emotional for myself and him, and we went up into a room together. And he found a sharpie, and he another another kid had gave me this hat, and Jose Jose, Jose wrote "Amigo para siempre." That means Jose, amigo, forever. And he He wrote around the bill of the hat His favorite Bible verse And I I didn't even ask him to write his favorite Bible verse And he just wrote it I looked it up I looked it up If I can find it (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> it says Proverbios four twenty-three, which is Proverbs four twenty-three. And it says Above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And this kid had the most talent in the world. He he can he could he could have been whatever he wanted to be, and he could have done it amazingly well. And he has he had a great heart. And I think that's why he wrote that Bible verse down he guarded his heart and that place the place down there is a it's a shelter from all the evil that goes on down there which is really bad but he guarded his heart and he he showed me the heart that I wanted to have while I was down there and he showed love and he was compassionate and he did everything a good Christian person should do and he was a he was an example to me, and he, he changed my life. This trip changed my life. I'm sorry, I'm going on. I ain't done. I got. I got more. <laughs> <laughs> I met. I'm. I met this little kid down there who had come. Come. Come in from the VBS. They'd. They'd brought hundreds of kids. hundreds. Cl- hundreds. They brought hundred from the streets and from all over Reynos, from east, west, north, south, south. And this kid, this kid has no teeth in his front, in his front. And he's like five years old, maybe this tall. And I walk into the gym and he's sitting there playing soccer alone. And I wanted to play soccer, so I started playing with him. And me and him created a relationship and he spoke absolutely no English and I spoke Slight, slightly horrible Spanish. And me and this kid bonded. And we, he took me out and he kept saying, come on, come on. And he wanted to go out in the like 110 degree heat. And I, I'm not opposed to that. I love playing soccer. And we, we, I sat there and gave him every trick in the book and everything that I've learned from the coaches that have coached me. And this kid didn't stop. He just wanted to learn. And he thanked he thanked me and he became my friend. And I'm gonna wrap it up, but <sighs> this trip trip has shown me to show love in everything that I do. And let the light of the Lord shine throughout me. For I am strong, but my strength comes from the Lord.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Marshall. He is pretty strong. I wrestled him in the mud pit, and I almost won. (laughs) Because Marshall was being nice. All right, Eddie, if you'll come on out. Welcome, Eddie.
2: What's up, guys? Okay. Um, I went on the Mexico mission trip this year. Uh, this is my second year, and uh, which was amazing, by the way. And um, I, my Mexico story starts actually before I left for Mexico. Um, I was up at church for a uh, dance practice, and yes, I am a guy, and I do like to dance. Get that out of the way. And um, anyways, I was changing in the men's restroom, and as I was changing, my, wa- my wallet uh, fell out of my pocket without me knowing. And uh, it was a day or so uh, before I actually realized it. Uh, I went back to the uh, church the next day uh, to try to find it. It was in the lost and found, um, but all the money I had in it, was gone, and uh, I had been saving it up for a while, so I had around $150 worth of money in my wallet, which, I mean, it's a big amount, but for a 15-year-old, it's like triple that. (laughs) So (laughs) it was pretty devastating. Um, I was pretty upset, as you can imagine. Um, Actually, part of that money I was going to bring to Mexico, um, so it felt like you know I was already off to a bad start, Um, but my mom mentioned it on Facebook. And the next day... Yeah, my mom is on Facebook. It's... She's pretty cool. Cool. And uh, the next day, uh, my parents called me into the living room, and uh, they said an anonymous donor had reimbursed the entire amount that was taken, and they dropped it off at the church for me. Uh, They didn't want the... Thank you. They didn't want the loss of the money to put uh, a cloud over the time I had in Mexico. And I, I was, didn't expect it. I was, I was pretty happy. I mean, just Lord, you know, provides. So. Okay. Now back to the actual me- Mexico trip. Um, as I said, it's my second time going. And let me just say, it's been the best one yet. Definitely. Um, the group was happy and, you know, a joy to be around. Encouraging to others. The worship... The worship, it was it was extravagant, definitely. Um, his presence in there was, while we worship, was like a waterfall, and so were my tear ducts at time to time. <laughs> but um, the kids, they were really cute. Um, and um, out of all the kids, though, I think I bonded with this one kid the most. Um, his name was Brondo, and I'd say he's probably the cutest kid there. But um, he was like five or six or something like that. Um, he was cute, violent, but he was, he, he, he was cute. <laughs> I remember, um, I would put him on my shoulders and I couldn't really understand him because of the whole Spanish thing. Um, but, <laughs> but when I didn't know where he wanted to go, so he used my hair like reins. So he'd be on my shoulder. He wanted to go left and then I would go left and then right. And then you know, whoa, horse, and so, yeah, it was pretty funny. He was, she was an awesome kid. Um, so after a lot of sanding and painting, a lot of playing with kids, a lot of God, it was finally time to go, and off to the beach. Um, so the beach was fun. We all got a share of sunburn, some more than others. Sam, <laughs> it was pretty bad um but it it was all fun overall, and something happened to me at the beach uh that probably something i'll I will never forget um first uh quick background story when I was in Mexico um I felt like God was telling me um that I had more in me than I think I do um that I should set my standards higher and um because with him, nothing is impossible. And I can do all three things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Um, so back to the beach. After a fun-filled day, we started packing up and getting ready to leave. I thought I'd wash off real quick in the water and whatnot, uh, cause I was all sandy. Um, and I'm in the water and I see this old Hispanic dude on like a, his inner tube thing. I wasn't creeping on him or anything. I saw him in the corner of my eye. Um, and then I, I see his um, inner tube flip because of a big wave. I uh, thought it was kind of funny, so I, I laughed. But, um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but then he, comes, he comes, back, um, comes back up, like, screaming, Udime, Udime, and to all you people who failed Spanish in high school, that means help me. <laughs> um, so I thought he was kidding for a second, um, but then I realized he was actually gasping for air. I mean, you know, this man was drowning, and so I see these two kids, um, who had retrieved his inner tube, like they're like by the shore, and we're, they were trying to get to him, um, but they weren't able to. You know, they, were, they weren't going to make it. They were like eight and ten. Um, they weren't able, you know, to fight the waves, whatever. So I run over there to the two crying kids, and I take the inner tube from them, and I start swimming out to sea to help, you know, the man drowning. I get over to him and the man, you know, death clenches the inner tube and I finally, you know, get him back to shore to his like crying wife and two kids. Um I make sure the man is okay and then, you know, I leave. Um I feel the need to go back. So I do and I bring the man like a bottle of water cuz he was thirsty. Um the wife tells me that uh he got he had gotten a cramp uh, in his leg and that's why he couldn't swim. Uh the wife, you know, thanks me, and she starts crying. It was all very moving at the time. Um, Uh, I left, and I got into the van to head out, and um, I kept thinking about it, and um, I I realized that um, I think God had planned that for me to be there at that exact moment, because I never thought I could save a drowning man. Um but uh God showed me I could, and um yeah with him i can I can do all things so yeah. thank you, that was my mexico trip Melissa.
0: Keep those clappers.
3: Hello. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I get really nervous sometimes. Um, but going into this experience, um, I knew I'd been called, but I wasn't sure what to expect at all. This is my first missions trip ever, and my second time going out of the country. And... Um, but as I took a step in obedience um, to my calling, God continually spoke to me about an overwhelming change that was coming. And I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew that it was coming. And it was coming for me personally, um, but also for the entire group that had been called to serve in Mexico. And, um, but that also, the important thing was that, it, that I had to choose to take this opportunity. And we had to choose as a group to take this opportunity. Um, that it wasn't just going to magically happen. And at first I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty easy. (laughs) And um, yeah, that sounds good. Um, And um, as we did our first devotional, which took place um, in the van on the way down there, um, I found that God had also been speaking to other people about um, this opportunity for change and also about the importance of unity in our group. Um, And something that God really showed me um, on the trip was that basically if... Um, you're not, you can't be open with the pack if you can't, like, lay your heart down in front of them um, and be open with them, then you're not with the pack. And that's when you get attacked because um, you're not traveling with them. Um, and that really, like, spoke to me um, because, like, at the beginning of this week, like, it was really hard, like, there were some things that, like, I had done in my past that, like, the enemy kept like throwing my face and like saying that I wasn't worthy to be there. And um yeah, exactly. And um I was finding it really difficult to like connect and like worship and just and everything, even with the kids. Um it was just like there was like that wall there. And um there was that and also, I was having like trouble just giving God control of some of the relationships with people in my life, and I was um, I was so busy worrying about things not being the same when I got back, and um, but God quickly brought clarity to that, and um, He showed me that like the reason that those things of my past that I knew I was forgiven for kept coming up was because there was they were still I was still holding them in darkness. And they needed to be brought into the light. And, um, and so, yeah, Tink and um, a bunch of the girls in my small group really helped me with that. And um, I was able to confess things that I never imagined confessing to people and also to people when I got home. And it was really hard, but that's another thing that this trip taught me was that um, it's not always easy to, to be obedient, but it's worth it. And, um, and I was just, I mean, just being like in a place where it's so hot and humid and stuff all the time, like I was so sweaty, but when I got to go out and play with those kids, like it didn't matter anymore. Like it was worth it. Like being uncomfortable, like it didn't, it wasn't important anymore. Like, um, it was totally worth it. And, um, another thing that God, uh, did that was so amazing was um, use of the gifts that he's given me um, to serve other people like through dance I'd always like I mean I'm not saying I did it for myself you know I always do it to like bring glory to God and um, but to be able to share it and to bring glory to God with those little girls was like the most amazing blessing ever Um, um, (laughs) and uh, one of my like highest points was playing with the kids and it was like amazing to see how despite all the hardships that they'd experienced and probably even some things that they're still dealing with um, they were just like full of joy and I wanted that and um, and I knew that it was because you know of the Holy Spirit that was living inside of them that they gave out that joy and um, I got to have that (laughs) and um, it was amazing and um another really major God moment that I had was when we were dancing to the song Beautiful by Phil Wickham that we just sang here. And um we weren't necessarily gonna teach the girls um the whole dance because it was a little bit difficult, even though we did choreograph a couple dances for them. So we just kind of showing them like the dance and they were just like so eager. They got up and like started like trying their hardest to do it and they were trying their hardest to sing the words that were English. Like they don't even speak that language and they were doing it like with all of their might and all of their heart. And, um, I think just during that dance, I was thinking about how much I was going to miss them. And even though I'm going to go back next year, um, it was just going to be really hard. And I was just kind of like getting sad about that. And, um, near the end of the dance, um, there's a part where it says your bride will come together and we'll sing you're beautiful and we all join hands and we sing together and like I had little girls like holding my hands and it was like amazing like God just showed me that um that like they're part of the bride of Christ with us and I like felt like a unity and a bond with them that like will never be broken um sorry I have a crier for sure um And just, like, in addition um, to to the dancing, like, something else that I've, like, always loved to do that God, like, made me for, I believe, is um, photography. And I get a lot of um, joy out of that. And it's also what I'm majoring in in college. I just graduated, so I'll be starting this fall. And um, I've always gotten a lot of joy out of it. But getting to teach some of the children how to use my camera and letting them use it to, like, take as many pictures as my memory card could hold. Um, I got to experience a whole new level of joy and um, also receive some direction in where God would like to take me with photography. Um, That he doesn't want me to... I always, like, I knew he wanted me to use it to glorify him, but I didn't know how, and I know that I have time to kind of, like, you know, hear from God about that, but I definitely heard from God there um, about using it, you know, to, to bring joy to those children. Like, something that I, like, take, you know, for granted, like, all the time. Um, And, yeah, I mean, if you could think of, like, one phrase to sum up this trip, it was life-changing. Including the ride there, and especially the ride back, where we listened to a series of four Andy Stanley sermons that spoke (laughs) very powerfully to all of us. And if you've never listened to any of his sermons, I would suggest um, looking him up. So, yeah, Andy Stanley. Um and they'll change your life. I heard things in those that I'd never even heard in church or anywhere else, and I've just had to like share them with like everyone that pops into my head, like when i'm you know listening to them, like I've had to share them with other people. Um, and it's just it was I guess when it i don't know it, I felt like I was at such a spiritual high point that like when we started listening to the sermons, I didn't think that I could like be any happier. Or like change anymore, but um, I was wrong. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's just when you think that God like you know couldn't like life couldn't get any better because of what God has been doing, like He'll do more. And always be expectant. Don't get content where you are. Um. And yeah, so always just always always be expectant. Um. And I definitely can't wait to go back. But until then, I'm really excited to see what God has planned for us here and where He'll take us with everything we brought home from this trip. So, especially, and I don't just mean like us, like the Mexico group, I mean like us as a, as a whole body. Um, so,
0: Jordan, Jordan Schaefer.
4: Hi. (laughs) Um, This trip was my very first trip, like, out of the United States. Completely. Just kind of sad. But it was a very good opportunity for me. And, um, yeah, we rode side by side in a van for 14 hours there. It it was tough. (laughs) But nobody got aggravated with anybody. It was just, like... Everybody was happy just to, like, be able to go on the trip. And it was just such a blessing to all of us. And whenever we got in Mexico, we prayed, just hoping that we'd be able to get in safely. And uh, once we arrived at the orphanage, it was just like seeing those gates and the angels on the walls. It It was like God was like, I'm here. You're ready to see me. And whenever we started playing with the kids... They had this pool, and me and Allie, we went over to the pool. We, like, started playing with the kids, and we got drenched head-to-toe with water. (laughs) And it was just, like, so much fun because they didn't know who we were. Well, they didn't know who I was my first year. And it was just, like, seeing those kids happy all the time. I kept forgetting that they were orphans, you know? I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm at an orphanage, (laughs) not a summer camp. And, like... One night we had small group, and this whole week, that whole week, like, God has been speaking to me, like, telling me that I am important, like, because for a while I haven't thought I was important. I never thought I was an important person. It was just, like, the devil grabbing onto me and, you know, telling me, oh, you're worthless. You're not important. And small groups one night, uh, Jenna, Jenna Wave, Grossman, <laughs> she, uh, She spoke out, and she was like, you know, I wanted to tell you something. She's like, God has been speaking a word for you, for me. And he's like, you're important. And I was like, that's how he works. (laughs) I was like, okay. I've seen it two different ways, so I am important. You proved it to me. And, you know, after that, that rest of the week, I was just so happy, you know, seeing myself as important. And playing with the kids and seeing their joy and happiness and, you know, just seeing everybody work together as a team and getting those railings done, painting on scaffoldings, looking up for hours of the day. You know, it was just, it was all worth it. And it was all for God. And I'm so happy I got to go there. And I, um, I have a verse that I was reading the whole entire trip. It's Colossians three twenty three through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. I did receive an inheritance from the Lord, and it was from the kids, the kids joy and happiness and patience. It just like it went in my heart and it has stayed there since then. And, like, I've been sharing it with everybody. I wrote my parents a four-page long note about telling them that I do care. And I thank my dad for respecting me. And, like, I give him respect. And I wrote my brother. Yeah, the little, yeah. (laughs) I wrote him a letter, too, letting him know that I do love him. And I told him, like, how to pray because he doesn't really go to church. But, you know, he was happy to get that note and i wrote friends notes that i needed to talk to and it's just it took off a big relief off of me you know it was just great to feel all that weight get off and i could like seriously just fly away at that moment i was like thank god you know and just letting them know that i do love them and i do care about them was big for me cuz it seems like to them that i don't really care i guess and it was just really great and So, yeah, that's
0: it. Please welcome Catherine Strong.
5: Um, This was my first trip for missions and my first trip out of the country altogether. And I was super excited to go. And um, I was, like, looking forward to meeting all the kids and playing with them. And um, working, even, I was excited about that. And, of course, I was excited about the food, too, because authentic Mexican. But um, overall, the thing that changed me was um, one night after small groups, Stephanie and I had a talk, and I felt like God was telling me to open up more and be bold with the people around me because you know i'm more quiet I <laughs> before the trip happened i probably wouldn't have even be here so that's a big stuff for me <laughs> um, and after i talked with stephanie the next morning which was my birthday my 18th birthday um, I woke up and I decided to be someone different. I decided to follow what God was saying to me, and um, which was be bold i 'm here with you. I, I have your hand you don 't have to worry and um, Isaac had actually told us to listen to God throughout the week and like pick a God word that he had been saying to us, and that was mine. And, um, so that's my goal for the rest of the, my life. <laughs> awesome.
1: Thank you,
0: Allie Jones.
1: So proud
6: of you. Um, what's up? Um, <laughs> before I start off, um, this morning, the devil like really attacked me and really like discouraged me from coming up here. Um, I won't get in like details or anything, but, um, I felt like God was talking to like telling me to, you know, still come up here and, you know, like share my testimony. So here I am. Um, This was my second year going to Mexico. I went last year. And to be honest, like on the car ride down there, I expected this trip to be a lot like it was last year, you know, like the same old routine. And I was completely wrong. God, like I saw God in a whole new way. And it was like amazing. Um, one of the main things we did on the trip was work. And we worked on painting the school building there. And we had to paint a whole set of railings. And by the end of the week, I don't think anyone wanted to look at another railing again. Or the color blue. Um, it was so time-consuming, but it was time well spent. Um, the work we did showed love and enhanced the kingdom of God. Um, I have the same verse that Jordan just said, but I'll go ahead and read it again. It's Colossians three twenty-three through 24. It says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for man, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. And everything we did enhanced his kingdom. Like every little like swipe of paint, every like primer roll thing we did like meant so much to them. Um, and the second night of worship was really intense. Well, every night was awesome, but the second night everyone was like pouring out their hearts to God. We were all just like sitting there, like crying and singing. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced crazy worship like we have on this trip. But this was beyond crazy. Um, You could feel the Holy Spirit surrounding us as we cried out to him. And hearts were changed. Lives were changed. And I feel like we completely bonded as a group. And um, that was Ephesians 4 is what we read over the trip. And it was talking about unity and how we need to become like one whole in Christ. And I feel like we did a good job of that. And... um, now on the kids. The kids were wonderful, of course. And they have such sweet hearts, and they're really accepting. Um, they have so much patience, and you know, they really t- try to like, take time to understand us. Like, we'll be sitting there for 10 minutes trying to tell them something, and they just kind of like, shake their heads and like, uh-huh. And you know that they don't know anything that you're saying. But um, uh, the thing that always seems to surprise me like, is how much we mean to them like, just, you know, noticing them, or knowing their name, like, whenever you, like, say their name, their face just, like, lights up, and they, like, run to you, and um, even, like, all, like, the little things that we don't even think about, like, you know, holding their hand, or, like, playing, like, soccer with them, it puts the biggest smiles on their faces, and I, I like, I started to wonder, like, why they had so much joy, and, I mean, I don't really have a hard time with joy because I think I'm a pretty joyful person. But um, I know, like, a bunch of people, like, struggle with having joy, and especially, like, from the situations that they come from, you have to wonder, like, where they get so much joy from. And the only thing I could pin it to is God, because, you know, that's the obvious answer. And um, I'm going to tell a story. I didn't save a life, so it's not that interesting. But... um, (laughs) Like, it was about when we were dancing with the girls. Um, I promise we didn't only dance on this trip. We did other things, too. But um, there was one night that we choreographed dances for the girls, and we, like, taught them the dances. And um, when we were doing You Are My Hope, because um, Jen and Isaac were, you know, singing and playing the guitar, and then all the other girls were, like, dancing with the um, kids at the children's home, And, like, we were in a circle because it's, like, a circle dance. And there's this little girl named Alex, and she was standing, like, right across from me. And she was, like, staring me down, like, watching me do the moves. But she had, like, the biggest smile on her face. And, like, they, you know, like, were singing it, and they were dancing to it. And then after that, after we had done You're Beautiful by Full Willcombe also, um, I saw Alex, she, like, grabbed a microphone And I was like, oh, she's probably just like picking it up to put it back on the stage. And she like put it in like a little stand and she turned it on and she started singing You're Beautiful. And (laughs) my heart just like melted. It took all I had not to cry because I was like, well, if I cry, then they're going to think I'm sad. But um, that's when I really realized like God has really put a passion in their hearts for him. And, you know, they're making a difference at that orphanage. And when you think of an orphanage, you think you'd be, like, depressing and sad. But it's the complete opposite of that. The children's home is such a blessing to so many lives, and it's such a blessing to those children who may have never had a chance to seek God if it weren't for that place. And I'm beyond blessed if I had an opportunity to go back there, where angels surround the gates and God's with you every step you take. I'm also very blessed to be serving a God who is so good. Um, this year wasn't just a good experience; it was a, what a mission trip is really about, and that's finding who you are in Christ while serving others. And I can't wait to see what God has in store for us this year ahead.
0: I have a. Uh, there's two more that are going to give testimonies, and then I promise I'll get you out of here quick. But uh, I, want you to keep your, I want you to keep your hearts open and your ears open, because God's speaking through each one of these. And I know that through some of the words that have already been spoken, you may have already received something from God, but he's, he's going to continue speaking. And I just want you to keep your ears open, forget about your hungry tummies, and welcome Micah.
7: <laughs> Thank you. Buenos tardes. Um, want well to start. This was my first missions trip. Not my first time leaving the states, but my first missions trip. So I didn't really know what to expect. Like I knew that we were going down there to play with the kids and to like help at the orphanage, doing whatever needed to be done. We definitely did that. Definitely painted a lot and played a lot. But um I expected it to be beneficial for the people at the orphanage and the kids, but and it was. But I didn't expect it to be as Beneficial to me as it was. Um, throughout the entire week, I was um, kind of one after another faced with all of my personal demons and personal problems that I haven't that I hadn't faced. And as and I was forced to face all of them throughout the week, and um, I did. It was really really hard. A lot happened. My eyes were open to a lot of things and. God showed himself in many ways and many experiences, but I've chosen uh, one to share specifically. It's not really an it's not an overcoming story, but it, it is probably the thing I'll remember the most. On the way down, in the car ride down, um we had a quiet time, like a five minute quiet time, and in that time, um we we're just to pray and listen to God and stuff. And God gave me two words. He just said the flood. Just the flood. I didn't know what it meant, but um I wrote it on my hand, make sure I wouldn't forget it. And um I had it there for a while. I didn't I didn't know what it meant. But then the second night of worship, um, people have mentioned this a few times. The second night of worship was just the most amazing worship ever. It's incredible. And it was all of us in this one little room, really, really hot. It's Mexico. So we were, all, we were all just burning up and sweating and crying, just completely soaked. And I looked up in the middle of worship and saw everybody, myself included, everybody around me just soaked in sweat and tears. And I realized that we were all just engulfed by the flood the flood of his presence and the flood of the Holy Spirit in that place had just soaked us all. And we were just engulfed in it. And so that night, um, after that, after I had that experience um, at devotionals, I did what I do by default when I am overcome by an emotion. I I wrote a song about it. And so um, to close, I would like to read you that song that I wrote from that experience. It's called The Flood. (laughs) (laughs) Spending all night by the ocean side, the water's calm, but I know that I can feel a storm coming on. If your love is like an ocean, I want to be pulled out to sea. I see your mighty waves towering over me. And your love falls down like water, a force that moves the mountains but can't be held in my hands. And you're loving me like water. It's flowing through my spirit, the rushing, roaring waves of love. Come on like the flood, and you love me like the flood. Now I stand alone, soaked to the bone. It's just you and me now, but your presence remains like a blood stain, and I still don't know how. You bring out parts of us I never knew I had in me. We're singing at the top of our lungs to be heard over the raging sea. Let every tear I cry fall into the sky, drowning in this desire as the water's rising higher. Let every tear we cry fall into the sky. The waves we've built up now all come crashing down. Thank you.
0: I really love this group. They're the best. Please welcome Tink.
8: Okay, I'm going to try to talk fast because I know that we're running late. Um, So Isaac asked me to share um, a vision that God gave me in Mexico um, on the night that everyone's talking about, the the special worship night. And um, we were singing beautiful things, and uh, I was just praying for the kids at the camp, and... um, just like asking God to speak to me and uh he showed me like from above Reynosa and um just like really it was just really dark and cloudy and like foggy and just really nasty but like there was a hand like a hand uh shape that was white it was just pure white and underneath that was the orphanage and um God had just like told me like not only am I protecting that but you are my hand and like Ray, and the people who built this camp, and the people who have, like, you know, just sewn in to everything, and these kids, like, we are a part of God's hand, and, um, I don't know, that just, like, resonated with me that whole week, and then um, I came back home, and I was just praying about it, like, two days ago, and God was like, don't forget about that, like, don't forget about the orphanage vision, but, like, this is what I'm trying to tell you, is that you are protected by my hand, like, these kids get to see it through everyone else because they're continually reminded with the word every day. And we have to, like, remember that. Like, we are covered by God's hand just like that in this world. And we have to be looking around to see, like, where he's sowing into us and um, just experiencing his hand like that. So that's that's what Isaac asked me to share. And, I, I mean, I wanted to share that. I did. But um, after first service, I was like, God, I don't really have peace about just sharing that. Like, I feel like you have something else for me to say. And then he told me, um, but after first service, I was, like, reminded of something that he had, um, he had told me, like, at the beginning of the trip. And it was right before we got to Mexico, Isaac was, um, telling all the teens, Well, he was telling everybody, um, you know, like, to to keep your ears open for God. And when you hear God, to go for it at full force. And, um just to not be afraid and to just take a step of faith. Um, And that was really huge for me, just like personally, just with my walk and like God had told me so much stuff that he was like going to do with me and I wasn't really taking that step. And then when Ray had shared his testimony um, about how he started the orphanage, like all he heard was start an orphanage. He didn't know what to do. Like he just did it. And to look at it now it's the most beautiful thing, I, like, I've ever seen, like, just to see how God provided everything he needed for that because of a step of faith. Like, all, all Ray did was took that big step and, and just trusted God with everything, and God took care of everything. And, like, for us, like, every choice that we make, like, to, to experience the camp, like, how it affected me, it just shows that, like, God had a plan just through that one step that Ray took for everyone who's ever been there, everyone who's ever sewn into that thing. So like every choice that we make, God has a plan for so many other things, but we just don't, we're not aware of it at that moment. And it's like to, to hear God's voice and be like, and he's just telling you to do something. We do it knowing that he has more plans, just not just for us, but for like everyone and for everything. And so that's what I felt God really wanted me to share today.
0: All right, because we love our, our nursery workers and the people who, love with our, who, who work with our kids, um, I'm going to dismiss you guys in just a second. But we are going to have a prayer time and some singing time. So if you, if you can stay, if God's working on your heart, then I want you to stay. Um, because what God, is, what God has done through the teens in this trip and what God is doing right now in his people is he's asking you to be bold. He's asking you to take a step of faith. You know, one of the things that I heard the most whenever I would say that to people is, well, I, I want to go here. You know, I, I want to I be there, but I don't know how to get there. And I'll say, well, do you know what your first step is? And almost, almost every time they did. And if they didn't, then God was usually revealing it to me. You know, all it really takes is for you to take the first step. And then God will show you the next step. Don't worry if you don't see steps two and three yet. Take the first step. And when you do that, you plug into God. You plug into his will. You become part of his hand. If you want fulfillment in your life, if you want to be a Christian, this is how it works. Die to yourself. Colossians 3.3. 3, for you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ. And when he appears, you too will appear. So whatever he's speaking to you, take a step in boldness. He doesn't want you to stay where you are. He wants you to follow him. If you guys will stand, and anybody who, uh, who usually prays would come forward, that'd be great. And if God's spoken to you through any of these teens or right now, take a step down here and seal something. Begin a real change in your life. Because that's what God's all about. He's all about drawing us closer to Him. He's all about taking you from the boringness and the sameness of, of regular patterns of the world and drawing you to him. We'll sing a song. If you have if you have kids, you're released to go ahead and go get them. But if God's working on your heart, then stay and pray with one of these. pray that your boldness and your faith would rise up inside of your people, that you would help us to take steps towards you, to break down the walls that have held us where we are, that we would step for you and reach for you, and that as we do, that you would change us to be more like you. Lord, I pray that we would look like you, we would sound like you, and we would be you. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a lot there's a lot of stories, a lot of things that have gone unsaid. And if uh, you get a chance, you should talk to any of these teens. I know they'd love to talk to you. You can even talk to me. I did not even get to tell you any stories. So, don't be afraid.